Shalom to all. Today's office web comment off Pei Zayin, and we are starting Pei Vav Amr Beis, the bottom line with the words Tanya Idoch. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Biakiv Moshe, her Neshama should have an Uliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Chmiel Mardochai, Ben Chaim, his Neshama should have an Uliyah. And we continue with another Brice and Shitas Rabbi Yehuda regarding the halachic status of a Suma. The Gemara says Tanya Idoch, another Brice was taught. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says Suma ain't Lebaishas. A Suma is not involved in the payments of Baishas. Pei Zayin Amr Alpha on top. Vechein Hay Rabbi Yehuda Pachim Kol Dinim Shabbatayra. Also Rabbi Yehuda Patter a Suma from all Dinim in the Torah. My time, Rabbi Yehuda. What's Rabbi Yehuda's reasoning? That's because Amar Kar the pasuk says, "Veshavto Eida," and the Eida, which literally means the congregation, shall judge between Hamake u'bein Agayla Adam, between the Make, the one who did the striking, and the Agayla Adam. He's the avenger of the blood of the one who was murdered. Al Mishpat Ma'ele with these Mishpatim. And what do we learn from here? Kol Sheyashem Make u'Agayla Adam. Anyone who is involved in the judgments of Make and Agayla Adam, Yashem Mishpatim. He's involved in Mishpatim as well. However, Kol Sheyenu Make u'Agayla Adam. Anyone who's not involved in Make and Agayla Adam judgments, Enu Mishpatim. He's not involved in Mishpatim. And on the previous Amud, we learned the Brisa according to Rabbi Yehuda. The Suma is not involved in the dinam of Makan Gail Adam. And Tanya Yidach, we have another Brice that was taught, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda says, Suma in Baishas, a Suma is not involved in Baishas, and Mechena Rabbi Yehuda Paitim, a Kometsus Amoris Batira, Rabbi Yehuda Patras a Suma from all mitzvahs in the Taira. And Amor of Shisha Brader of Idi, my time is Rabbi Yehuda, what's Rabbi Yehuda's reasoning that a Suma is Patra from all mitzvahs? That's because Amor Kral Pasuk says, Ve'elah mitzvahs, Hachukim Mamishpatim. And what do we learn from here? Kol Shashim Mishpatim, Yashim Mitzvahs Hachukim. Anyone that's involved in Mishpatim, they're also involved in Mitzvahs and Hachukim. Baba Kol Shashim Mishpatim, anyone who's not involved in Mishpatim, like a Suma, and we just said the source, they're not involved in Mitzvahs and Chukim either. Now, Amr of Yosef, Yosef says, and it's important to note that Rav Yosef was blind, that Meresh Havamina, originally I used to say that Man Amr Halchik Rabbi Yehuda, whoever says that Halchik Rabbi Yehuda, the Amr who holds Suma Patrimana Mitzvahs, then Suma is Patr from all Mitzvahs, Kavdina Yamatavala Rabbanon. I would make a Yanta for the Rabbanon, which means I would make a great Suda. My time why is that? Dolem Faktina, because I'm not commanded to do Mitzvahs, I'm blind, but Kavdina Mitzvahs, but I do Mitzvahs. And that means Rav Yosef originally understood that if a person is not Mitzvah, they're not commanded to do the Mitzvahs, but they're Isa, they do the mitzvahs, they get greater reward. So he wanted someone to tell him that the psak is like Rabbi Yehuda. However, Rabbi Yehuda continued, Now that I've heard that which Rabbi Hanina said, it's greater if a person is commanded to do and he does, than a person who is not commanded to do and he does. So therefore I switched it around. I say, whoever says that Allah is not like Rabbi Yehuda, and that Allah is like the Rabbanon, that Asuma is chayv in mitzvahs, avdina yomitav the Rabbanon, when I hear that, I'll make a yanta for the Rabbanon. And my time away is that because when I'm commanded to do the mitzvahs and I do them so I get more schar and that's a cause for making a yantif. Moving on to another Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us the following thing is a chumr that we find by a person more than a shar. When a person damages a person he has to pay all five payments and he would also have to pay for vladais. We've had this before in the Mishnah a number of times this is referring to if a person strikes a pregnant woman and she miscarries her child so he has to pay vladais for that child. However, a shar in Ashar only pays Nazak, and who the Mei Vladais, the owner would be Pater from the Mei Vladais. The Mishnah continues, and we had this previously as well. If a person strikes his father or mother, but he does not cause a Chabura, meaning he doesn't cause any bleeding, or if a person wounds his friend on Yom Kippur, he would be Chayv in all these payments, because there's no Misa in these situations. Furthermore, if a person damages an Evid Ivri, this is a Jewish slave, he's Chayv in all these payments, except for the loss of work payment, that's if the Evid Ivri is his own, so he was one that caused the loss of work, so obviously he wouldn't make this payment. And furthermore, if a person wounds an Evid Kanani belonging to somebody else, he's chayv in all these payments as well. However, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda says, Avadim don't have Baishas. The Mishnah continues, Meeting up and having a scuffle with a Cherishait or a Katan is not good. Why is that? Because a Chayv Bahen Chayv, if someone damages them, he's Chayv, but if they damage somebody else, they're Pater. And something similar, Meeting up with and getting into a scuffle with an Evid or 
a woman is not good either because someone who damages them is chayev to pay. But if they damage somebody else, they're putter because they don't have any money. All their money is owned by their husband or their master. But they would have to pay after time. What does that mean after time? Let's say the woman is divorced from her husband or the evid is freed. So then they have to pay because originally it's not like they were putter completely like and katan. The only reason why the evid and isha didn't have to pay is because they don't have their own money. But now the woman was divorced or the evid was freed so they have their own money and they would have to pay. The Mishnah continues if a person struck his father or mother and he made a chabura in them or if a person wounds his friend on Shabbos he's potter from all these payments because he's going to get Misa and we know he's going to get Misa and not have to pay. And lastly if a person wounds his own Evid Kenani he's potter from everything. And the Gemara now tells us Rabbi Lazar asked the following question of Rav Someone who wounds the young daughter of somebody else who does that payment go to? Namely we're talking about the Nezek and the Shabbos payment. And for the explanation of the question is Miamrina do we say since the Tyra was makna any gains of youth to the father namely the father can marry her off and any work that she produces would go to the father so maybe when she gets wounded that payment also goes to the father my time why would that be because the person made her worth less and the father technically is able to sell her so that payment should go to him perhaps maybe the Tyra was only makna an extra gain that goes to the father for example focusing on Kiddushin when a man marries his daughter off he would get the money of the Kiddushin and why would that be because if he decided to give her over to Mukashrin, someone who's full of boils, meaning even the worst and most ugly looking of people, he's able to give her over. So since he has 1,000% Rishos to marry her off to whomever he wants, so maybe that's why he gets her Kesiv Kiddushin. But in regards to damages, since if he wanted to wound his own daughter, he wouldn't be able to do that. So maybe the Torah is not making him money of Chavala and that would go to her. Rav told Rav Lezer, the Torah was only Mizak Shavach Nurim to the father and not a Chavala payment. That would go to the daughter. However, Esau Rebelezer asked Rav from our Mishnah, what does the Mishnah say? If a person wounds an Evid Ivri, he's Chayv in all the payments, except for the loss of work payment, if it's his own Evid Ivri that he damaged. Now, what do we see from here? That if he would have damaged somebody else's Evid Ivri, he would have to pay Shavas to the master. And it should be the same thing over here. When this young daughter of this person is damaged and now she's not able to work, and that work goes to the father, so the payment of that loss of work, that Shavetz should go to the father. So Rabbi Abai answers, you're right, Rav does agree that in regards to the Shavetz payment, since the Masio Daim of this girl go to her father up until she's a Bagaras, which is up until she's 12 and a half years old, so the Shavetz payment would go to the father, but the Nazik payment would go to her. However, Rabbi continues asking, Aceway, we have a price that says, if a person damages his own son, who's a Gadol, you tell him, he has to pay him right away, if he damages his son who's a Katan, he should make a Segula for him, and we're going to talk about later what that means. If a person damages his daughter who's a Ketana, Potter, he's Potter. Not only that, even if others damage her, they have to give that payment to her father. So we see from this last statement very clearly that the payment goes to her father and not to her. So Gemara says, you're right. Over here also, we're talking about the Sheves payment, the loss of work that this wound caused, that payment goes to the father because he gets her Maesiyadayim. Now we ask on this price that we just quoted. If a person damages his own son, he would have to pay him for that right away, Roman will ask you a stira. We have a price that says, If a person damages somebody else's sons or daughters, so gedailim, if they're gedailim, they're above Barabbas Metzvah, Yitelahem Yad, he has to pay them right away. Ketan, if they're under Barabbas Metzvah, Yaslam Seguli makes a Segula for them. If he damages his own sons or daughters, Potter, he's Potter. So you see very clearly
clearly from the safe of the second Brysa that if he damages his own son, he doesn't have to pay for him. So Amri, they said, well, Akasha, there's no problem between the Brysas. There's no question between the Brysas. The second Brysa is talking about where they're relying on his table, which means the father is feeding them. So since he's paying for their food and their upkeep, if he damages his son, he doesn't have to pay for it. But in the previous Brysa, where he does have to pay his son, that's talking about where they have to pay for their own food, so therefore he would have to pay his son. Now they're asked on this first Brysa. How did you explain the first Brysa? Where they're not eating by his table and they're feeding themselves. Well, if that's so, aim a seifa. Take a look at the seifa of the first Brysa. What do we say? If he damages his young daughter, he's put from paying. If other people damage her, they have to give the payment to her father. But why would they have to give the payment to her father? They should have to give it to her because she has to buy food with it. Since her father's not supporting her, then why should the Shavas payment go to the father? It should go to her so she could pay for her own upkeep and food. And we continue emphasizing the question, even according to the Manda Amar, that a master can tell his slave, you do work for me and I'm not going to feed you. That's only with a non-Jewish slave. He can tell his slave, you got to work all day, in the evening, you go walk around, knock on people's doors, get food from them, and then you could eat. But in regards to a Jewish slave, it says in the Pasuk about him, that it's good for him with you. And what do we learn from here? That it has to be with you in eating and drinking. So you're not to tell your Evid Ivri this, and you have to feed him. So for sure we would say the same by the daughter, that he's not to tell his daughter, you have to go do work, and I get all that money. And that's why the Sheves payment would have to go to the father. That doesn't make any sense. If the father's not feeding his daughter, and she has to pay for her own food, so of course Shabbos would go to her. So the more answer is no problem. It's like what Rav Abreid Rav Ula said in a different scenario. The only thing we're talking about is the Adafa, is the extras. Namely, if a father's telling his daughter that he's not going to feed her, so you're right, her Maesiyadayim go to her. However, let's say she only needs $20 a day to feed herself, but she gets paid $30 a day. So that extra $10 a day goes to the father. And that's what we're referring to in regards to the Shabbos. Her loss of work obviously goes to her, but the extras would go to her father. The Gorin asks on our explanation of the second Brysa, but my came to Lebasraisa, how'd you explain the second Brysa? That they're relying on him, meaning he is feeding them. And what do we say in the second Brysa? You'd have to pay the G'daylim for damaging them right away, and G'tanami makes a Segula for them. Well, am I? Why would that be? Meaning, why would the payment go to the G'daylim? It should have to be given to the father, because the father's supporting them, so the payment should go to him. So I mean, the answer when is the father makbed that money goes to him and not to his kids? That's only if he's going to be losing out on something. And therefore, their wages, for example, would go to him. But something that's coming, which means it's totally from the outside, such as this payment to them, like kapid, he's not makbed and it goes to them. As more of but something that they find, that's coming to them, they're just finding it along the road, and he's makbed because we know that if he's paying for their food, they have to give him their metzias. But why is that? It's also me'alma. So I mean, they answered, it's slightly different. A gain which is coming to them totally from the outside, and they had no pain obtaining this thing, so then he's mocked, but if that's not given to him. But in regards to when they're damaged, they did go through physical pain because of that, and that's coming from the outside. It's not something he's expecting. He's not mocked, and therefore it's given to his children. But the Mark thing is asking about Hassan, but over there, there was physical pain that they went through, and this is coming totally from the outside, but because we see that he is Makbid. How do we see this? Diktani, because what do we say in the Brahsa? Not only that. 
other people damaged his daughter, they have to give that payment to her father. So in the ratio of the bride, so you're saying that the reason why the payment goes to the sons is because they went through physical pain and it's coming Alma. But then why does the payment go to the father in the safe of the bride? So when we're talking about the daughter, this is pain that happened to her and it's also Alma. So the payment should go to her, not to the father. So I'm the answer. There's a fine difference. Hassam over there, the Gavar Kapdanahu, he's clearly a person who's very mocked about things. And why is that? Because we're talking about that they're not relying on him for food and they have to pay for their own food. So even if it's something that's coming to them from outside, Cuphead. He's Machbed about that and he wants that. But Hach over here in this brah, he's not a Machbed person. And where do we see that? Because they're relying on him for support. So obviously he's a nice guy and he's giving them money. So Kika Kuppid, when is he Machbed that a payment goes to him? That's something that he's losing out on. But something that's totally coming from the outside, like Kuppid, he's not Machbed. And that's why the payment would go to his sons and not to him. Now we just explain this word Segula that we said in these two brahs. My Segula, what does that mean that we make a Segula for the kid? says, Sefer Torah. We buy him a Sefer Torah. Namely, when the father damages the child or when somebody else damages him, we make a segula, which is like a trust fund, if you will. And according to Rechizah, that's done in the form of a Sefer Torah because he can learn from the Sefer Torah while he's young and so he benefits from it. Whereas Rabbi Rafun Amar, he says, Dikla da'achal tamri, a palm tree should be purchased for the child because it requires very little maintenance and also he can eat dates from it right now so the child could benefit from it even right now and he'll also have it later on. And we continue with this, V'chenim Rishlakish Rishlakish also says, The only thing the Torah was Mizaka to the father is Shabach Nu'urim. Whereas Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says, Afil even if she was wounded, that goes to the father. You really think the Torah awarded a payment of Pitsia to the father? Because up until now, we've been understanding that Pitsia is different than Chavala. Chavala is something that causes a loss in her worth. But Pitsia is some sort of wound, maybe it's like a bruise of sorts, or it could be even worse than that, but it's not something that causes a loss in her value. So why would that payment go to the father? And I feel the Rebbe like him, even Rebbe Lazar himself was only asking in regards to Chavala, because that makes her worth less money, like we just explained. But in regards to Ptsia, which is something that doesn't devaluate her, even Rebbe Lazar wasn't asking about that. So how could you say that the Torah awards the Ptsia payment to the father? He answers that, no, what are we talking about? It's where the person struck her in her face and caused a wound, and that did make her worth less money, and therefore that would go to the father, because since the father is able to sell her, and now she's worth less money, such a payment would go to the father and not to her. We're going to stop it for the day and pick up tomorrow. Continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.